0: From the Ty Cats Audio Network, this is Morialli & Hitch. All right, welcome everybody. I'm Mike Morreale. That's Rob Hitchcock. And welcome back to another episode of the Ticats Audio Network. Oh, it's not the Ty Cats, It's the Morielli & Hitch podcast on the wow, Ticats Audio Network. <laughs> hey, we have to plug the cats
1: too, though, because they hired us.
0: <laughs> That's right. I just got mad at you for, for uh screwing up on a promo and I just screwed up the intro. But anyway, yeah, Robbie, uh, it's yeah. good to see you. Buddy. We talked yesterday a little bit.
1: Yeah. Which is, five rare, minutes.
0: Which is yeah. rare. Actually it was Dave and, talking to us. We didn't really talk.
1: And just to make it clear to the to everyone that's listening, uh we didn't we didn't go over anything. Oh, no, no, <laughs> nothing. Oh my gosh
0: okay I see so that uh,
1: for those well, for those of you can't see uh, you're outside again the wind's blowing and the birds are, are chirping in the background but that uh, looks like a beautiful
0: day in grimsby it's a beautiful day in grimsby buddy and uh lots of good things happen uh, maybe not so much for the cats at this point in time they're yeah. still struggling to get their first win um they do have a good opportunity in the next few weeks to, to make that happen against the East. But, uh, you know, what's your take so far at the start of the season, Rob?
1: Well, I think I mentioned it yesterday. They're one game away from first place.
0: <laughs> yes, yes.
1: Being being 0-4. Uh, you know, I'm glad that we didn't talk last week because I already forgot the game from two weeks ago. But, um, you know what, it was, again, it seems like the same theme every single week. Guys are finding a way to lose, but... They just they got beat and you know they're again they're not that far away. I keep bringing back. I think it was the '97 season when we were two and sixteen or one and seventeen. I'm not quite sure what we were in '97, but remember we were losing games by three oh, points. Yeah. We were yep. losing by one by six. I think it was a total of eight or nine games we lost by 21 points. And yep. they're again no panic. They're a lot yet, better but,
0: than we were, and they were a lot better now than we were. Back oh, then.
1: for sure, for, and we had some players too. Yeah. Like you know, on our team, under that team, we had some really good players. But I have a I have a feeling that it's they, because the East is is playing like everyone's playing like garbage right now. You're right; they've got they've got like Montreal, Toronto, Montreal. They've got a bunch of uh, East games, and they've just got to win those ones. And you know, then you're in the playoffs. So there's still lots of games to go. How about lots, you? Lots of
0: games to go. I you know I just I, again I think they're just under underperforming at the key times. Right, if good teams win. When they have a lead, they build on that lead. They don't let leads get away from them. So they've they've they certainly had that to, to work on, and they've had the bye week. And, and you you and I know the bye weeks are great when you come off a win. When you yeah. come off a loss, oh, no, that long. That's a long week.
1: You know that's why? Because week. remember that? Because when we lost going into a bye. You feel like you have to go in and watch film. Yeah. You have to go in. So you want to take a few days with your family because that's what it buys about. It's not about taking the whole week off. No. You work out you do your stuff, but guys are probably on each other. The vets are probably saying, get in here every day. Let's watch some film. Because that's the panic button, but it's yeah. not. But I do tell you on the offense, I think, you know, i got to get on Dane a little bit. You know, I think he's got eight picks and five fumbles, just him. Yeah, um, that's, that's tough in four games.
0: That's yeah, you tough. can't turn yeah. the ball over and win. You just can't. You
1: no, can't and, and I'm not blaming everything on him. I mean, it's a team game. It's offense game. I mean, the offensive line at, at the beginning wasn't playing all that well, and they're playing some really good defenses. I mean, Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, everyone's got some great defenses, but when you're going up against some of the some of the best, uh, you know, they held their own, but you just can't turn the ball over. You can't no. do it.
0: you can't do it. You can't do it. And Let's turn the page. Well, not really turn the page. Let's talk briefly about finally. The CFL stepped up and handed that that idiot in the Saskatchewan a four-game suspension. Do you think I it's think enough?
1: It's, I don't. Well, I've seen I've seen some worse hits and getting two games, but I, I think I think the way that it happened and he, you know, it, it led up to that hit because he went he did go low even though he got blocked he did go low right at his legs, which pissed me off. And I, I said to this the other day to you, I think. He was walking off the field, flexing yeah. in Saskatchewan, flexing to the yeah. fans. And there's a couple in there that were cheering, but I, the majority of the fans weren't doing anything, which I applaud Saskatchewan fans for doing that. But when you got a guy walking by your bench, they're his own bench, and he's doing this and flexing, that guy needs to go.
0: He needs to go. Like and your own team doesn't stop him? No. Back in our day, if one of oh. our guys just heard a player – and was a walking off in Ivor Wynn flexing in front of our bench. He'd get a beating. He'd no, get a beating. He,
1: maybe, maybe something was said. We don't know. Maybe something yeah. was said to him in the in the in the change room, which I think some of the veteran guys would have probably said that's something old. to him. But I hear that's a that was an ongoing. He did that. He used to do that in university as well, yeah. from from what I heard. So you know what? He's got a hot head. There's no there's no room for that in our game um I, I say get rid of him especially Mazzoli. he's out what 10 12 I don't know how long he's out but they he say could 10, be 12 out weeks for, yeah well see right there he should be he should be gone I don't care any type of hit like that that's I
0: agree I think he's got to be gone because he for the la- up until yesterday and even including I guess today and yesterday all the talk about the CFL has been about this stupid guy so yeah. never yeah. mind all the touchdowns that are being scored and the catches yeah. that are being made they're talking about this guy so yeah. this that's a that's a black mark. Like I, I he's he's gotta go in, in my opinion. Now yeah. I understand the dynamics of the players' association very well firsthand that they're gonna challenge this because they gotta represent this guy as a dues paying member. But Jeremiah Mazzoli's dues paying member too. Yeah. And he is your he is a starting quarterback in this league. And I think I think you'll agree with me, and this is no slight on anybody, but there are only certain amount of quality quarterbacks playing professional football. Like you yeah. look at the at the NFL, there's maybe fifteen like studs, and then there's twenty that are eh, right? Like <laughs> and then there's probably four that are uh, not a chance. So you can't afford to try to be one of the top teams in leagues in the world and attract fans with this high scoring, all this stuff, if you don't have a quarterback. So you yeah. gotta protect your quarterback and that and I don't just mean your offensive lineman. I mean the league. You gotta protect yeah. your quarterbacks. That's yeah, the way I and look I, at
1: it. And I agree with you. The player Association will, will defend it, but I think that they're not going to – they're not going to in the back door. They're not going to defend it as well as they, no, hope they, they should. I think that, you know what, you're going to take this lump and you're lucky you didn't get more.
0: Yeah, it just – it's just a – it's a stain. It's a stain on what's going on. And, um, you know, it, it's we'll, – we'll see where it goes from here. At the end of the day, it's the first step, I think. I know it will get challenged. Um but the league has to keep in high regard, high standing, and uh, there's got to be positivity, right? Yeah. Got to be positivity.
1: Yeah. I, I, that reminds me of, a, I think we were in Montreal, and I don't know if I got, I was hurt. I forget what, I didn't get kicked out of a game, so I never got kicked out of a game for a hit, but I think I just, I was hurt, and I was in the room, and I'll never forget, I think it was, was a defensive end for Montreal? Uh, slack, not Slack, uh, crazy. Birch.
0: No, oh, uh, the other one. Swiggity. Uh, Swiggy. Swag. Swag, yeah. uh, swag.
1: swag. He uh, he
0: Alfred had Payton. a
1: thing with Alfred Seth. Payton. Was it, Alfred Payton was Seth yeah. Was it Seth Dittman. Yes. I think it was Seth. The
0: nicest and guy in the world.
1: Nicest guy in yeah. the world. He actually, they both got kicked out of the game. I'm in the room already. My, I think my shoulder's done I or something. I think you had your,
0: your arm or something. Of those yeah, years it was, you it was,
1: all, it was yeah. all buggered up. So I'm in there, and all of a sudden... Um, he comes running into our room, and Seth is like looking at him, and this guy attacks him in our room because the benches are right beside each other. I remember and we all
0: ran in, right? You ran out. <laughs> no,
1: nope. Nobody, nobody heard it because I ran out because I couldn't do anything because my shoulder. And I'm yelling, and you know how Montreal plays all the music, the yeah. uh, the loud music, because it was in. Nobody saw him go in. I'm yelling, guys, guys! <laughs> I'm screaming. Nobody's hearing me, and you Stop. can't help. These he I I can't help. help Seth, six foot seven, you know, three hundred pound guys getting killed <laughs> inside. And he did, they didn't even get any games. Not even I a game know. they got. Nothing. Oh my god.
0: There was That's times funny. when uh Adriano, I think when he was playing for uh Toronto, like literally walked into he might even play for us at the time, I can't remember, walked into the Montreal locker room before the game and challenged yeah. the whole team. Yeah, uh, he yeah. should have got killed in the locker room. Can you imagine? Yeah.
1: And then him sticking his fingers in guys' butts oh, in the huddle. Oh, in the huddle, he used boots. to do that.
0: What a beast.
1: Man, I said. To, I said to him, I go, because he's. You got a picture. Adrian O'Belli's fingers are like oh, one fingers, like, like a sausage. Sausages, yeah. And he said he'd get in the scrum and he would grab anything and just <laughs> anything, ass, ball, anything, <laughs> finger in the culo. He would do it, and guys would be jumping up. He, would, they wouldn't know who did it. He, guys are screaming, and he's screaming. just saying, "Not me, not me." Oh,
0: what an God. animal! And then we get the him ref. on the show, right? We get him on the podcast. What, like a year ago? And he's like prim and proper. Oh, doesn't yeah. say nothing. He's in his office. Well, come on. He's lucky so, the refs
1: didn't smell his fingers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, Michael, uh, how we doing? We got our special uh, guest or guest. What oh, we do? Oh, we Okay. Okay, so here's, here's the setup. You know, we've been going now, what, four weeks in a row, I think. Yeah. We had uh, started with uh, Wood, with Darren Flutie. We had Danny Mack. We had uh, our Joe friend, Muffer. Joe Mufford, And and the latest was uh, Jimmy, Dave Hack. Yes. So today marks, I guess, the fifth guest in a row on this show. So I guess with the, with David, without further ado... And again, to preface this, Rob and I have no idea who this is going to be. Let's hope it's good, okay? Let's hope this is worthy of joining the cast of characters that come on before. So without further ado, David, let's introduce the guest. Oh, Oh, my my goodness. Oh, my (laughs) goodness. No way! No way! Oh, yeah. okay, Rob, please introduce this gentleman. I can't. Oh, oh my uh, for,
1: <laughs> Calvin, for for the for our, for lots of our fans on our podcast, I'm going to introduce one of the hardest oh. hitting, nicest gentlemen, best football player I've ever played with, Calvin Tiggle, middle linebacker for the Cats. I love you, man. I haven't seen you forever. How
2: are you? Man, I love y'all too, man. Thanks for the invite. I know it's a surprise to y'all. When I heard that it can, you know, I can surprise y'all, I said, oh, my God, one of my two favorite guys, most definitely, most definitely.
0: Oh, this is awesome. So, Tiggs, the last time we saw Tiggs, was at our ninety nine reunion and he came in late and I'll never forget when you walked into that room. It was like a standing ovation. We 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 were so excited. <laughs> we were so excited to see you, man. And I'm excited to see you today. This is awesome.
2: Oh man, and you know what? What you just um, comment on? It? it was the same for me when I saw all, all of y'all. I just brought back so many memories. I had tears forming up in my eyes. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I can't I can't be showing my tears now there. <laughs> It was great seeing everyone, man. And man, yeah. just, congratulations again, his Cop. Most definitely well deserved. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: thanks, Cal. I mean, uh, uh, for those again, Calvin Tiggle, We're gonna we call you Tiggs. We're gonna call you Tiggs through the show, yeah. but um, we have to kind of say your name a few times because people <laughs> people want to know who they're talking to. Uh, Cal, I mean, you know, I saw you in, in '99 as well. It, my, the, just the the hair on my arms stood up when I when I saw you walk in, and because we haven't seen you since really two. Two thousand or ninety nine, maybe 2000 2001 I think was kind of the Crazy. last time. I think, yes, I, I think that, that was a long, long ass time.
2: Yes, it was. It was. I mean, just and then you know to see all of y'all together and again and like I said, it just brought back so many memories and fun times. But you know, we went through some hard times, but yet yeah. we prevailed and stayed together. And it turned out to be good times. So that that right there was is a memory we'll never forget,
0: man. So so Tiggs, I I mean, like I got the pleasure of playing with you in Toronto first, right? Like we got played in Central Toronto. There was some we had some crazy times in Toronto that first year. I was was like, we had like uh, one guy punching out the the window of the uh, the coach's uh, car. We were sending guys to the border. Uh, you know, you, you, the one. Thing we won't say
1: you, we won't say what Calvin did. Well, I know, all I know,
0: all I know is that if you had Calvin Tiggle on your team, you didn't worry too much about nothing. That's nothing, on, <laughs> the I'm, on the field
1: or off the field, yeah. doesn't that, matter. You don't worry too much.
2: And that's, that's wow. the, and that's the beauty of sports. And I tell the youth today. I mean, you to me, sports get you ready for life. I mean, because it's teamwork, trusting one another, and working together for a common goal. So that was a blessing in disguise. What we went through, especially yeah. with you, Mike, in Toronto, in my first year experience up in Canada. You know, I have to say, I love Canada because y'all welcomed me with open arms, and it was a journey from that point on. Yeah.
0: Well, well listen, you, takes. Why don't we get into a little background? So where are you right now? Where, where's home for you now?
2: So I live in Maryland, um, the Eastern Shore. I'm like an hour and forty minutes from Ocean City.
0: Okay, okay. And you and you came when you first came up here. You're Maryland born, right? You're in that Washington D.C. Maryland area, right?
2: Uh, yes, I was born. I was raised in Fort Washington, Maryland.
0: Yes, uh, and, and and Tiggs played at Georgia Tech. Is my right? Yes. Where'd you play? Yes. 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 So I like for for a young guy like me coming in, and you know playing U sports or CIS football or whatever the heck was at that time. We didn't have linebackers <laughs> in university. That's <laughs> like <laughs> Calvin Tiggle. So when I, when I saw Calvin and his ability and Rob, you'll appreciate it. You watch this like daily, his ability, your ability to attack people at the line of scrimmage and submarine them. Like, where did that come from, man? That was like crazy.
2: Oh I, Boys club, um, I was, you know, especially the neighborhood because you know, we used to throw, we used to play throw up tackle like all the time. And for some reason, I always used to play with the older guys. The older guys used to have me out there with them, they used to knock me down, make me get up. And I thank them to the day because they made me who I am. Um, just yeah. to, you know, don't be scared, you know, go for it. And then and for me to had the advantage with the bigger guys, I know I had to make the impact first. And that's where it
1: all started from. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that was incredible. I mean, Rob, you talk, talk a little bit about Tiggs from a defensive point of view, like what he meant to you in your position. Well,
1: I think for me being a safety and being right behind Tiggs, <laughs> it allowed me to be a better player as well because I, I just watched the way he shot the gaps. And, and, and believe me, it's it, it's he's an unbelievable player like it's one of the best hardest hitters I've ever ever seen besides myself well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but, I, but hey Tiggs you, you do have to you do have to give some props to you know the Mike Campbell's and the Mike Philbricks and the guys that would sacrifice grabbing the center and the guard and, and, and Philbrick basically holding the two and then Tiggs would have that little tiny gap and he'd shoot through and he'd just nail guys and that was one of, one of the greatest things that as a, as a young player as well coming up and watching and having a, a guy like that in front of me playing the game and just watching how he shoots the gaps, watching how he reads the plays, watching his drops, it made my job a lot easier because I knew that if he was going to one side I didn't even have to run to make the tackle cuz the tackle was already done it was already finished on that side so uh Teagues, it was a, it was just a, a a pleasure and an honor to, to play with you and and against you I played against yeah. you as well which I'm <laughs> you went on special teams <laughs> when I was <laughs> but uh it was, uh it was it was real special Paul.
2: Oh man thank you and you know what you alluded to earlier as far as the defense alignment you know and mike Moriali spoke on this you know with mike campbell and those guys i started at um toronto first and it started from there and like you said they sacrificed themselves and that what made it so special that they didn't worry about making up the play they wanted to make sure i was free and it's extended from toronto on to hamilton And when they design the plays for me to roam freely and to this day, every time when I do a speech or whoever, I thank them, um, you know, for, you know, the accolades that I have accomplished, I I wouldn't have accomplished them without them doing what they did. So so big ups, like to the Phil Bricks and the Campbells and the rest of the D-line that helped me to accomplish what I did.
1: that's all and i also think uh a, a big a big part of that was uh coach sudsy telling those two that you better grab that and get <laughs> have kids for us you're gonna be buying lunch <laughs> coach suds yeah god rest him
2: yes most definitely coach Suds was an unbelievable coach and the way he had us you know get prepared for the opposition it was just like i learned a lot from that and from what i learned from that i i take it until today of my job what i do now preparation is the key you know we all all of us was good you know um but for us to have the advantage we have to know what you going to do before you do it first and yeah and that helped tremendously and and with and then uh with mike and them, sometimes they will collaborate with suds and say okay if we do this then he'll be free to do that and said you know and then it was working hand in hand we worked well together and so And I think that's why we was one of the best defense Hamilton Tech has ever seen, because of the
0: collaboration. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. One of the best teams, right? Like, in terms of – and that's what I was going to get into now. So, you come from Georgia Tech. You head to Toronto. Your first introduction in the CFL. You got some characters in Toronto. And then we (laughs) – some some of those characters moved down to Hamilton and joined some more characters. So, what was it like for you to be, you know, coming out of Georgia Tech, you know, a a big-time – Football player, come to the CFL, get used to it, but also get used to just how we were in the locker room, because I'm assuming it was different than most of the teams that you played on. Like, we were having a lot of fun.
2: Yes, we, we did, and, and you're absolutely right. It was, I've seen with us, to me, in America, nothing against the American ball. It was, we also had fun, but it was more so like a, a business, right. and the difference, what I saw, coming, you know, up in Canada, we was like a family. I mean, we, they, you know, the linemen would have a get-togethers and invite the linebackers, the BBs, safeties. It was like we, we was all together, and we partied together. Yep. It wasn't like... Nobody had that like set groups or anything. And then, as far as the the guys they used to come and join us, and vice versa. If Dana McManus us, you know having song we all collaborate together. And it was just it was a wonderful feeling to be like outside of football. Um, we looked at each other as family. Yeah. yeah.
0: As people. As yeah. people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: So-
1: so Calvin Tiggle is our is our guest to for those that are just tuning in to our lovely podcast Uh, again again i have to do state this one of the the greatest and hardest hitting metal linebackers i've ever played with and uh you know takes we're just talking about that you know those little get-togethers and remember we used to sit in brian timmons field there when we used to get a case of beer after rundown and just sit there and and i think when people hear well, say one, like, one
0: case of beer. No, there no, okay, multiple sorry. cases of
1: beer. Well, we first of all we used to get the rookies to go get the cases of beer. And this was after like the the day after a game, and to, for the for the for the the players that are probably listening to this now, uh, whoever listens to this now, it would be unheard of that you know twenty five thirty guys would be sitting in the bleachers with three or four cases of beer, having a couple beers. And just collaborating and talking about the game, having a good time, whether we lost or we won, we still did it. And I think that, in my opinion, and you guys will agree with me, that's who made us, that was our identity. That's who made us who we were. And that's how we won those games in 1999. And that's my opinion on it.
2: Absolutely. And remember training camp, though. Remember training (laughs) training camp. (laughs) We would sitting and film, then after film, we got a ke- keg, keg, <laughs> a keg, a
1: keg of beer, and we. Some guys didn't even shower; they just raced to the room to get a cold beer. And after, yes, yes, oh man, yes.
2: Oh, man. That, that was that was some great, wonderful times. Oh yes. Well,
1: M- Mike and I say now that uh, I think that the guys are are doing protein shakes and oh, and yeah. riding the riding the bike and stretching after games and getting the ART and, and and ultrasound and. We we were showering, getting ready to go out to the bar after, <laughs> just because we were.
0: <laughs> we, we, we learned for listen, our, our our starting quarterback, uh, who is now going on to the wall of fame in in Hamilton, Tigs, Danny used to. He was the leader. He used to ice from the inside, but like he just as many beers he can get in him. and and people would think, man, a keg at camp, like in between two a days, and after the second practice, and before meetings, and guys. But man, that was where we got yeah. to know everybody.
1: And, and that's that's what that's what Sudsy that's what Sudsey basically said to us is that this is a way where the and this veterans only, and just to, to you know give a little bit of a background on it, it was veterans only, and we were, we invited one or two rookies to come, and they'd have to dress up in their uh, in their khaki pants and a white shirt, whatever they had on, and they had to serve the veterans, and that's how we that's how we allowed the rookies to come in and get to know the veterans, and I thought it was brilliant by by Coach Suds and the staff just to, you know, to have that to have that room for an hour or two before our meetings uh, to get to know those guys because you know, cause you know when you came up here and you tried out for these teams in, in Toronto, you know, there's not a lot. of, You got to make some plays in in those limited plays that you're going to get in training camp, and if you don't make the plays, you're gone. And This is another way, just that you know, Sadi would ask us questions. I remember him coming up and saying, "Hey, how was that? Uh, how was that one rookie? How's that?" Uh, and whatever his name was, how was that kid? And I'm like, you know, he's fitting in really well with the guys. The veterans like him, and okay, good. And that's that's part of not just being a football player, but that's part of being fitting in the team. And that's that's why we gelled. Yes,
2: mm-hmm. and then in, in, in training camp, also like when we had dinner, um, we would have little, you know, have, maybe have a rookie to do something or yeah. that will sing, sing <laughs> or whatever. It was right, and it was nothing against anyone it was just fun times and the rookie had and i saw the rookies they had a great time doing it as well because yeah, yeah. they made them comfortable fit in and it, it was just building to me it was a building a true you know a true family no.
0: That, that's yeah. what it was. I mean, the, even the beer room. Rob talks about having the, the rookies serve us. It was like for one time they served us once, and then they joined it, and then they yes. could be part of that, that that group, and then the next group, and then the rookies talk them. They're like, "Hey, I want I want to be the next one to, to serve yeah. you guys beer. I want to <laughs> I want to get into that room." And, and we were selective, right? Because you yes. you kind of get a read on people early, and you in and, and not just as football players, but how they fit in. To Rob's point, and and that's what Sudsy was great at. That's what uh, Ron was great at just keeping the team together. We talked all the time. We talked about it with Joe and, and with, with uh, uh, Dave and, and all those guys. We're just saying, like Ron would say, this is the same group of guys. Today, I want to see them at the end of the season, same group of guys. And that's unheard of in pro sports, right, because it's all about what have you done for me lately. But, right. you know, it, it was a chance to bring us all together. I still am upset, and I, and you probably feel this way, too, and I know Rob does that. And We could have had a dynasty. Like, we could have went two thousand. 2001, 2000, and we just, we lost guys over thousands of dollars. And not, not to their, not because they, uh, their fault, but management at that time for us was, was lean. It was lean. There wasn't a lot of extras going around. Right. Yeah. Right.
2: Right. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, when I left that first year and I came back and y'all was in the playoffs, it was like I came down on that side I was like, I'm still part of y'all. You know, I was cheering y'all, <laughs> jumping oh, up and down, God. like, come on, come on, come on. You know, I was like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be in there. And I had to step back <laughs> like, oh, I'm an now again. And and just coming back on that field and, and the people just clapped. You know, and I was like, "Wow, it just yeah, it was hot no,
1: nothing like the nothing like uh, the tie cut fans that's for sure they yeah. they sure loved you they still got some tiggle calvin tiggle jerseys in there in the stands, and I see that you've uh, haven't got your finger fixed yet, eh
0: oh yeah." I saw no.
1: Yeah, uh, he, he, For those who can't see, uh, his pinky finger on his uh, right hand is completely bent, and yeah, he can hold the golf club. That's about it. <laughs> so, Tiggs,
2: what are you? Uh, what are you up to these days? So, <clears throat> I work with Parks and Rec, which entails that we have, you know, create programs from the Pee Wees up to the senior citizens. So um, now I'm a regional manager, which I oversee um, Lake Arbor, Glen Arden, Palmer Park, which, is, which are community centers in the communities that spreads um, a great deal over the territories in Maryland, Prince George's County. And um, so I still have an impact in the youth lives, and that's what's most important. And then, like what I was saying earlier, what I have learned from you all, from the sports um, era and just um, I give back, sharing with them, and so yeah, so that's what I'm doing now.
0: Awesome. Well, that's that's perfect. That that's right up your alley, kid. I'm sure those kids look up to you, and I mean, you're you're a soft-spoken guy. That wasn't, yeah. that wasn't like what it was like on the field. Don't, don't, no. get, don't get twisted. That's not no. what things.
1: Are I, I, I was just, I was just about to say for those listening right now, saying okay, this guy is one of the hardest hitting guys. If, if they don't know him, they're just tuning in, and they're like, yeah, he's got he's kind of a soft spoken guy. Yeah, you don't even want to you don't want to no. put pads on him because it's <laughs> it's like a light switch. You click it and you click it off and on, and you get what you get. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and, and Ron knew that too, right? Ron knew. I'll never forget that in Vancouver, 1999 Grey Cup, he he, he gave you the floor, right, yeah. before we went on that field. I'll never forget it. Oh, and p- no one will forget it. And, Tiggs, I'm, I'm not blowing smoke, man. The, to, to a man, every guy on that team worshipped what you had to say. Like, we just – that that moment where – because you didn't say a lot, but when, when you did, I mean, you certainly said a lot on the field with your play. But when you said that and, – and, and let's face it, we knew we were going to win that game two weeks Mm -hmm. previous to that. But -hmm. when you said that, that was like, okay, let's get it on.
2: And and we did.
0: And we we defensively, I mean, damn. You guys (laughs) made you know, I know we scored some points, but you made it very easy to do so. That was fun times. (laughs)
2: Oh, that you know what? You know when when you brought that back in my memory, I, first thing I think about is was Mike Cummins. what's that his name? Jeff Cummins. Jeff Cummins. Jeff. 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 Jeff Cummins. Yeah. Jeff Cummins. Yeah. Jeff Cummins Jeff said, "I got something to say. I got something to say." <laughs> we was like, "Go ahead, go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead." Jeff said, "This please, everybody's quiet." And I said, "Alright, let's go <laughs> <laughs> let it, Don't even let him talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was my love, Jeff. Jeff was a clown. <laughs> yeah,
0: he was. He's up at Acadia now. He's the head coach here out at the East Coast. I just talked to him the other day, as a matter of fact. So he, he's doing good. He's been up
1: there 20 years, about.
0: That's what he said. I
1: 20 think. years he's been head coach. Yep. Where? Yeah.
0: Right. Where at? So on the East Coast, so like in uh, Nova Scotia, at a place called Acadia University. So he's been head coach in there. He's been there for about 20. He's been head coach in about 15 or, or more. Yeah, at least, um, yeah. Yeah, so, it, so that leads me to a good question. So who, who are you chatting with now, Tiggs? The guys that, that we would know that uh, we played with, like anybody you still keep in touch with? I got to think that you and Joe still connect. And, and, yes. uh, probably Joe is probably who, who got you hooked on to come on this podcast, if I had to guess. No,
2: nah, nah, not at all. No? Nah, no. Nah. no. So our
1: producers are doing their job. Wow. No. <laughs> yes. Wow. And, 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 and,
2: the, and he got in contact. Actually, he got in contact with my son. And really? he thought he was talking to me. And my son said, no, you must be talking about my father. And uh-huh. uh, so, that's how, you know, he connected us. And, yeah, he said, oh, this going to be a surprise for Mike and Hitchcock. I said, most that's definitely. Yeah, yeah, just let me know. I'm on, you know. But as far – you know who um, – yes, yeah, I, I talked to Joe. Um, but it, Joe Hagan, sometimes we oh. reach out to each other. Yes.
0: Yeah. Listen, can, can we talk a bit about Joe Hagan's because uh-huh. – I think he was one of the best football players I've ever played with. like yeah. he could have played any position and, yeah, and and we know what happened and for the for those you don't know what happened to Joe uh, well, we're talking to Calvin Tiggle here, um, Joe was uh, a linebacker that could have played receiver that could have played DB that could have played any kick returns and went down on one kick return and just blew out his shoulder and it just never never came back. And right. but he I never off. kick off. I've never yeah. heard him complain. Now, I've never heard a complaint.
2: And remember, remember that unbelievable play against Montreal?
0: That Plus helped us get to that great Cup. Yes. Listen, he, no, 99. That was, that was 99, going in. Right? That was a 99 East final and yeah. I am not sure that that play call was sound, but when you have a guy like Joe Higgins go up and get it. yeah. Uh, I mean
1: over I over over two All-Star oh. DBs. Yeah. You yes. caught that. Yeah,
2: I was termination right there.
0: Mm. Incredible. Mm, incredible. Man. So so what's, uh, so Joe was, was uh, coaching at one point in time. Is he still doing some coaching?
2: Um, I know he at one time, was he living in Montreal? I want to say,
0: well, he wasn't living in... Um, He was in Guelph, I, was, I think, helping for a while, or Waterloo doing some university coaching, but I, I, I haven't seen him since we got together. I haven't seen anybody since we got together for that 99 that uh, reunion, so... Uh, when
2: you're oh, talking you to him. Go. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Joe would, like, on my birthdays, Joe would text me, happy birthday, and stuff like that. We really didn't in, um, get in depth of what each other right. was doing, but we just, like, he had to keep up and just, you know, happy Father's Day, happy birthday. I was like, hey, Joe, what's going on? Yeah. You know, that was bad. Um, But other than that, Mike, that, um, Joe, both Joe's and I might I know Joe would hook us up and we might be on the three way
0: with Archie once in the oh, blue. Oh. That's yeah. a boy, Archie. I love Archie. Yeah. I love Archie. <laughs> just so about Archie just you know, that that was my guy that uh, he just loved to play the game. Yeah. He just loved yeah. to play the game and he was tough yeah. and yes. he was a character. And yes. I just I just loved him. I mean we had so many guys and, and I can't narrow it down because we just had at every position at every position we had if not every guy, the majority of the guys were, I would say everybody. We just, they were the right people.
2: Yes, it was. Right. And he you like he had that humor. They put a smile on your face. Oh, like yeah. I just remember us going back to the Grey Cup the second time, and we landed in the airport, and uh, they, you know, the cameraman came, and Archie was like, we will die. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind of like uh, Brady and Gronk when they were doing that, right? We are back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
0: oh, man. So tell tell us a little about your family. You mentioned your son. Uh, and why don't you let us know what's going on with you on on the personal side.
2: Oh, man, you know what? Well, so my kids are grown. And Calvin, my oldest, the one that your producer got in contact with, Man, he's doing great. He's in Georgia, got a family. Got well, I'm, I got, I have five grandkids. Oh. You're a
0: grandfather.
2: I'm a what? Grandfather. What How old is he? Oh man, he just well, he was born, so he's two years old. His name is Cassius. Yeah. And he's got five kids now. No, 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 no kid, Just
0: kidding, just no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> <They're> Strong, strong <laughs> swimmers. Strong yeah, <laughs>
2: swimmers. And <laughs> my second son, Naji. He he has uh, four kids and he wow. lives in Gaines. They live in Gainesville, Florida, and then my, aunt, my two kids up in Canada. So fine, my daughter and my son Kevin, and they doing well. So fine, just graduated from college last year. And, wow! Um, so and she, they still living in
0: Bradford. So yeah, yeah. they doing very well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Did, did any of them follow in your footsteps? Anybody want to play sports? Want to play football?
2: Well, my oldest played at Kent State. And, okay. Um, yes and, and he was he matter of fact his car he was in play your position really and, uh, really yes, wow. yes. And, uh, he did he was he was doing very well but he always had uh, ankle problems okay. and that's what deterred him but he got his masters and wow. um some type of pharmaceutical i can't think that's of for the him. right terminology and um yeah. so he right now he sells pills to doctors doctors call on him yeah he's doing he's doing
0: yeah. fabulous yes mm-hmm. that's amazing't isn't it Is't it amazing that the the sport of football the connections you make, the places you go um the experiences you have and and then like how much how much do your children remember of your time because let's face it, we're all old and there's not a lot of game tape on YouTube put it that way right, right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Actually not really probably not at all. You know, um, I I have to share this, but my daughter, you know, she was playing hockey in Bradford uh, coming up. And what crushed me when I heard her jersey number was 73. I was like,
0: "Oh." oh, Uh, That's
2: it awesome yeah. People in the back, it was 73 yeah. I, I was That right there crushed me That right there crushed me When I got the phone call I said, yeah. so am playing hockey and she wearing number 73 I'm like, what? Ooh, oh man yeah, So, yeah. there's,
1: there's, there's not a lot of hockey players wearing 73 I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
1: why it's unique yes.
0: <laughs> I, I, Hey, Six, how the heck did you get the number 73? Was that a college number too?
2: No, my college number all through in America was 58. High school, uh, Georgia Tech, and Tampa, I was number 58. Yeah. When I came to Canada, I wanted to change a lot and to me. So I want to get biblical, but 73 to me represent God, the number seven and the number three. So it, it became more of a spiritual. Number, then, hmm. like it's like his car say, it was unique. You never heard no
0: linebacker wearing 73, nope. so yeah. I just, I That's just good. well, it
1: worked, it worked. Yeah, I, I, I like that. <laughs> mine's, mine's a bit of a unique story, too, but it, it's not the biblical side. I wore 24 in high school and 24 in uh in university, but when I came up here, 24 was taken by a running back, so I took 42 because it was a backwards case of beer 24, 42. Yeah, so I <laughs>
0: I, I don't know if any of you, Hitch, may remember my first number in Toronto. I wore 18 my whole high school career, college career. I got to Toronto and they hand me a jersey, number 78. I'm like, yeah. that doesn't look good, but I'll take whatever you got. do <laughs> whatever you got. I don't care what number I am. I just want a chance to play ball. That's I remember
1: it. 78. Yeah.
0: 18,
2: was that Masadi number? 88. 88, 88 was Masati. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Tanks, uh, where was
1: your where was your first year? You were, were you 94, 93? What, what year were you? was your ni- first year up here? Ni-
0: 94.
1: Four, yeah. That's right. Toronto and then 95 with us. No. No, no 95, no. still in
0: Toronto. Yeah. Toronto. Yeah. Toronto.
1: That's right. Yep. Okay.
0: Yep. hmm Oh, yeah. Jeez. Oh, well, mm-hmm. we had, uh... Yeah, we had some... We had some characters in Toronto, man. We... I... I... <sighs> You had a couple lean years tigs going from toronto we had a couple lean years there and then we first got the hamilton 97 or that was the, did you know you were gone in 96 to hamilton no yeah or 96, 97.
2: because i did two years for toronto four years for hamilton and then two more, That's right. two back two years in toronto
0: you, you and i aren't too different i went two five two and then back again for two so i i went yeah up and down the, the QE, and they didn't like me too much in Hamilton when I played for Toronto. But they seemed to like you not pretty well, not, not so much me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, th- we, I, I heard some booze but I heard a lot of claps at the same yeah. time.
1: Have, uh, have you been following it all a little bit? You know, I know the, the games are on down there now in the States. I know they play them on, I, on, I think they're on Florida ESPN, Sports Network.
0: ESPN, or ESPN now. Yeah, but yeah, they, yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know if you watched the, the Toronto game the other day. They're playing at BMO Field now. They're no longer at the Rogers Center or the Sky Dome. And uh, so they've been playing at the BMO Center where the soccer guys play. That, um, and they've got, I think it holds about 20, 22,000 or 23,000 there, maybe a little less. But I tell you, it's embarrassing, Galen, that I bet you on the one side there is 2,000 people on the one stands and the other side maybe five. I bet you they had 7,000 people. Wow. It, it was it's just embarrassing for the city, embarrassing for the team, embarrassing to as TSN watching this game. That's hard. They got to they got to switch the cameras and put them on the bench side or the other side to show that at least that there's some people on behind the bench because that that other side I looked I thought it was like a 2 hours before the game. It was game time and the national anthem just finished and there's 1,500 people on that side. It was awful. Yeah.
2: What what made them switch to that field? They, they had to ah.
0: Yeah, I think it, the Rogers Center got bought by the guys that own the Blue Jays, and they basically said we don't want football here anymore. We're going to turn this into a baseball stadium. They moved to BMO Field. The, f- the field is actually quite nice. It's in a perfect part of town. It's right off the, um, the sure. uh, Yeah, but it's right off the uh, GO Train, so you can take the transit in there. It just, for whatever reason, it's just never been able to take foothold there. But you come to go down the highway to Hamilton, and that place is packed all day long. And yeah. you know that I guess that was your first taste, right, of seeing that new. Field when you rolled yes. in there a couple years ago. What, what was your first impression?
2: I was like amazing to compared <laughs> to what I'm used to playing. You know, like I, I was like impressed, like wow, Hamilton has stepped it up tremendously. That yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. was really that was on oh, that, that stadium is awesome.
1: Yes, yeah. Yeah. they
2: need to do something. Yeah, they got to do something for Toronto like that because I look at Toronto as you might look at. Like the New York Knicks of NBA yeah. and stuff, it's the major marketing, you know, piece for yep. that, you know, pro uh, sport. And they, yeah, something got to change. Something got to. Toronto,
1: Toronto's always wanted an NFL team, right? They've got the, they've got the Jays, they've got the Leafs. They've, they've, do, they, they've yeah, the been Raptors. asking for an NFL. They got the Raptors. Like it's, it's, it's a big league, and I'm, I'm surprised. Like a bunch of years ago, before they opened up. uh Tim Hortons Field. I think there was talk about moving a Hamilton and Toronto opening st- or building a stadium in Oakville. That was the kind of the talk like f- ten years ago before this opened up uh, to have a-, a dual stadium. Where and I'm like, that's not going to work for Hamilton fans. Absolutely oh, not because they're not going to drive to Oakville. Like <laughs> they can't they can't walk home from there. <laughs> right.
2: Uh, let me ask you this: How so Hamilton? What's the record now?
0: Oh, four. Not good.
1: Hey, 0 and four Tiggs, and they're one game away from first place because Toronto's one and two, and Ottawa's 0 and four. The East is not doing very well right now, but they're one game out of first. <laughs>
0: oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. They, the got end a, end up- they got a good squad though, Tiggs. They got a good squad. They just they're finding ways to lose,
2: right? You
0: know what I mean? Instead of finding ways to win. So, right. it's it, it'll come around, and you know they they've had a lot of success there and great ownership. Um, but it, it but, but it's funny because you you said something and we, I felt the same way no hitch did we walked into the new Tim Hortons field not the old Ivor wind and it's got everything you could imagine but when we walked into our locker room it felt it's like home. home and we had nothing we had <laughs> nothing. No, we had plywood lockers we had drips coming we had a couple rats running through with no it just but it felt like home and we didn't care
2: We didn't care nope it didn't care. No. I think it, it. That's it was meant to like that look, that atmosphere made it like a coal miner's place, yeah. and we went out there on that field, that's how we carried it and played. Like,
1: yeah, oh, like, we, didn't it, we didn't know any
2: better. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know, we we didn't. You know, we traveled. Yes, we went into like BC. Um, stadium and their locker room, and you know, it was nice and luxurious. And but it wasn't us, it wasn't it, us, it, it wasn't us. It, was, it no. was, not. we we want that grind, gritty that give it to us, you know. Yes, you know, that's why I mean, we you really, look
0: listen, look at the field we played on. That field was like playing on cement, uh, yes. you know, the paint, painted lines were like painted with lead paint. We had uh, duck crap and goose shit all over the field. We didn't care. It didn't stop yeah. us from jumping, hitting the ground and scratching our arms and knees. And it was just, well, it, was,
1: sure, it, it was it. It sure, it sure felt like home when we went to Winnipeg and Saskatchewan at that time because they had some horrible visiting locker rooms as well. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> having said that, Tiggs, you got to see, well, the Winnipeg's not new anymore. It's been open for a bunch of years now. They're a new stadium. and Saskatchewan's got a brand-new stadium, and they're they are they're off the charts. They're they are really, really nice. you got to Google them and take a peek at them if you haven't seen them. But there's some beautiful stadiums out there right now. I have to do that I did not
0: yeah. know that Wow Oh yeah Have you walked into Especially uh, Saskatchewan In Regina You walked into that Stadium And you think You're in the NFL stadium Beautiful yeah. Really Beautiful yeah.
1: Wow You yeah. know we got We got to get O'Shea to, You know O'Shea and Kyle Walters are The GM And uh, the head coach For Winnipeg So we got to get them To fly us out To a game in Winnipeg Right We should We should hook them We should get that to Get that done uh, please coerce them into doing that. That would, I would love to come. <laughs> I would love.
0: To, I would love to come. Uh, oh, well,
1: we're gonna work on that. We're gonna work we're on gonna that. Work uh, it.
0: Let, let's take. I, I just want to. Uh, we could talk forever. This is like this is a thrill. If you would have seen our faces, I hope you did at the beginning when you came on. I mean, this, that that yeah. was that yeah. was a moment. So, so y'all, I want. So y'all wanna thank you didn't, for that.
2: Y'all didn't know I was coming on.
0: We had no idea.
1: No idea. Oh.
2: No idea. We knew we had a they guest. Don't,
1: they don't tell us, Tiggs. I swear to, swear to God, they did yeah. not tell us. They don't tell us on any button that they're bringing in a special guest. So,
2: Oh, okay. Cool. That's nice. I like that. They,
1: they told me you
2: didn't know, but I thought after, by the time I'm trying to hook up, trying to get in and stuff, nope. they didn't see the name. You still didn't nope. see.
0: They wow. keep you on that. There's like a back end, so we don't see you until they let you on. So we wow. have no idea who it is. So
1: And... and, uh, and, and- before you, before we like sign off, you do have to stay on for a couple of minutes, or maybe a minute after, because our uh, our producer needs to to keep you on just for another All minute time. or so after after we say goodbye. So how's okay. that one? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well. but why don't we do that, Robbie? Why? And I hate to do this because you know I feel like I just want to go down to the beer room with Tiggs right now and just hang out, and keep keep the stories going. But yeah. we, lo- we love you. We love you, brother. It's great to see you, man. It's. Uh, it's a pleasure. Good luck to you and your family and I hope to see you again soon and talk to
1: you soon. God, we love you, man. And uh hey, again, such an honor for you to to come on this uh with us and so nice to see your face and uh, I miss you, pal. Love you, buddy.
2: Man, I love you, I love you all too and thank y'all for having me and I appreciate y'all. Um please have me again. You must yes, have yep. we, will. Yes, we will. We will. We mm-hmm. will.
0: Well, we're signing off here. Yeah, we're going to sign off now. This is Mike Morielli, That's Rob Hitchcock and the incredible Calvin Tiggle on the Morielli and Hitch podcast here on the Ticats Audio Network. Talk to you soon. That's another episode of Morreale and Hitch on the Ticats Audio Network. Have a question or a comment for them? Email us at mnh at ticats.ca. That's
1: m-a-n-d-h at ticats.ca.